Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, January the 16th. This past week has been a very difficult one for our entire community, most specifically for Gunta Holthoff and his three children, uh, the Tidnish community, and our entire healthcare community, as we've grieved the death of 37-year-old Ali Holthoff. Ali's husband, Gunta, shared his experience of taking Ali to the emergency department again last Monday, and the media took his sharing, and immediately the entire country knew about Ali's death. The details and the talk about the failure of providing timely emergency care to this young woman, it broke the hearts of people across our country and really around the entire world. Conversations have not stopped about the urgent need for our government to make immediate improvements to our health care system, specifically emergency ambulance services and emergency room services. The same day that Ali Holthoff died at the hospital in emergency room, I was contacted that same night by two different families who were trying to get an ambulance for emergency situations and were not able to. In one case, the family ended up taking their own elderly mother who had fallen and broken her hip with a stretcher and a vehicle from the local funeral home after waiting six hours for an ambulance that never came. And then another family were waiting for an ambulance to take a loved one for emergency surgery to Halifax. And even though the surgical team was waiting, there was no ambulance to take the family member. So families reach out to me each and every single day because they're disappointed, they're upset about the deficiency in our healthcare system. Sometimes it's because they're tired, they're frustrated that they have to wait three weeks to get a lab appointment at the hospital and then other times it's for very urgent matters like in the situations that we've seen here here recently. Of course health care is managed and provided by provincial governments and that's why as your provincial elected rep representative I have people contacting me uh, regarding the deficiencies that we see. I want to go back over exactly what happened because I've had a lot of people asking me I want people to know that as soon as Gunta came to see me and asked for help, asked for an investigation, uh, he did sign a consent, which I get everyone to do uh, if they in fact want me to go forward with their issue, so that I have written consent from Gunta to request an investigation. I immediately wrote a letter to the Minister of Health requesting an in-person meeting. My office also called the Minister of Health's office and requested a meeting in that verbal request was denied. My office was told instead to meet with the manager from Northern Zone, which we did on Friday, January the 6th. The staff from Nova Scotia Health were kind, but not able to provide the answers to the questions that Gunta and his family were looking for. So therefore, I wrote another letter to the Minister of Health and sent that very same day requesting an investigation into the death of Ali Holthoff. Meanwhile, I was receiving hundreds of messages from the community asking me to get answers for the family. There was a upswell of uh, very upset people, people uh, very angry, asking questions, and people wanted to know that I wanted to know and needed to know that I, as their MLA, was making every effort to help the family. So that afternoon, after I attended the celebration of 
life for Allie and Tidnish. My staff posted the letter that I had written to the Minister of Health on my MLA Facebook page to offer some assurances to the community that an investigation had been requested. On Saturday, I came into my office and to do some work and found an email that had been sent the night before at 11.40 p.m. from the Department of Justice asking me to remove the Facebook post. The email said, quote, if the personal health information continues to be disseminated on social media, we will consider all available legal options, end quote. The threat of legal action against me was, to say the least, quite a shock. I did consult my own legal counsel uh, and a decision was made to leave the information available to the public. The circumstances around Allie's unfortunate death had already been circulating publicly through other Facebook posts, including one by her husband, Gunta. As well, Gunta had been interviewed by journalist Aaron Beswick on Friday, and that article we knew was going live on Sunday evening. Monday morning, last Monday morning, as I was writing, actually recording this update for CFTA last Monday, my office was inundated with media requests. I called Gunta, and he also was receiving multiple, multiple requests to be interviewed, and he wanted to continue to share his wife's tragic story in hopes of getting answers and seeking changes to emergency health care here in our province. Together, we agreed that it would be less stressful on Gunta to offer one media opportunity that day, and we invited any interested media to come and meet with him at 1.30 p.m. As many of you already know, Gunta bravely recounted the events that unfolded on December 31st, and he responded to questions from various media outlets in attendance. It was heartbreaking to hear his story once again. Allie's sister, Jamie Nelson, uh, joined Gunta that day. Gunta and I had talked in some detail about what changes he wanted to see immediately in the emergency department at Cumberland Regional. I took his recommendations and combined them with suggestions that other local residents and other local healthcare workers had shared with me over time and drafted a seven-point action plan. That plan was sent to the Premier last Monday, so Monday, January the 9th, as well it was shared with media attending the press conference uh, last Monday. Every day I am receiving hundreds of messages from people expressing their sympathy, expressing sadness and anger around the death of Allie Holtoff. They're also very supportive of her family. People are sharing stories with me about their challenges accessing health care, whether it's a family physician or emergency health care services, ambulances, and I'm receiving very negative um, experiences, not just from here in Cumberland, but from all over Nova Scotia, some Maritimes and the country. I believe it is time now to support a seven-point action plan immediately for Cumberland Regional Emergency Room. I am hearing from doctors, nurses, patients, and families from right here in Cumberland, but like I said, from all over Nova Scotia as well. So I have put this seven-point action plan out I have not received a response yet, which I am surprised considering the outpouring of support from our local community and around the province. 
As well, one of Allie's family members, Aaron McIntyre, has started a petition in support of the Seven Point Action Plan. We also took the other suggestions that we've received from family members, healthcare workers, and local residents and put forth an, an expanded plan, a 16-point plan, action plan, that we would like to see implemented. Um, but first, the first seven are the most immediate. Now, this 16-point action plan is not exhaustive, meaning there are, is more, there's much more that needs to be done in, in addition to those 16. But we do believe those 16 points will make a significant improvement in our healthcare system. Now, if you're following the news, you would have seen another death uh, in an emergency room, or rather due to overcrowding and lack of access to emergency services in emergency rooms, with the death of a woman in Cape Breton with the name of Charlene Shepherd Snow. And her family went public with her death. Uh, she passed away, unfortunately, on December the 30th, so one day before Allie. And I don't know the exact details, um, but what her family shared is that she had gone to the emergency room with some symptoms, jaw-like pain, as well as some other symptoms. And after waiting uh, a, a significant number of hours, decided to go home and uh, unfortunately did die within one hour of leaving the hospital. We know there are many, many more stories. Most uh, people are not comfortable speaking with the media, and most people share their situations with me in confidence and ask me to take their concerns forward. So one of the items in the action plan, it's actually number eight, is that there are improvements made in quality management. So people have brought their concerns uh, to me over the last five years. And what I'm told as MLA by the government, by the Department of Health, is to ask people to share their concerns through patient relations or patient feedback and that it would be looked into. I am questioning the effectiveness of this uh, way of gathering patient complaints and I do question the government if every complaint is looked into and investigated thoroughly. I'm also very concerned that the investigation that's going to happen into Ali Holtoff's death will be impartial because when you're an organization and someone brings forth a complaint, if you're the one actually uh, per performing the investigation, there is going to be bias, even if it's not intentional. So I will be speaking with the family today. We need, do need to make sure that there is a proper investigation done, that there's no bias, because we need to ensure that the recommendations that come from this investigation are the best recommendations and that they are in fact implemented. So I will move on my MLA update onto some other issues, but I did want to look, just give everyone an update on this particular healthcare issue. And certainly you're free to reach out to me at any time. I will continue to work on this uh, full force each and every day moving forward. Affordability is a significant issue for those living here in Cumberland North. And now that winter is here, snow on the ground, ice on the roads, and colder temperatures, we are feeling the crunch of the high energy costs. As you know, Cumberland County has many people of all ages, in particular many seniors, that are living on very, very low incomes. We have one of the highest poverty rates in the province, and this is a very difficult winter for many people. 
the province does have a heating assistance rebate program. And if you are in need of that, or if you know of anyone living nearby, any of your neighbors that could benefit from that program, please reach out. It is available online, uh, but if you need any help with that, reach out to my office at any time. Of course, there are many in our communities living unsheltered, and I am so pleased to know that we have a shelter here in our community, uh, in the town of Amherst, for anyone who is uh, without a place to live. So if you know of anyone that needs a place to go to be warm at night, the shelter is at the Crossroads Church building beside the Amherst Stadium on Church Street, and it's open 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. Last week, I received some complaints about the lack of local decision-making for school closures when road conditions are poor. Friday, last Friday, the roads were snow-covered and ice-covered by 7 a.m. Schools were not canceled here in Cumberland County, and unfortunately, a bus did slide off the road on the pumping station road. Thankfully, there was no one hurt, and the children were transported to school safely. I did communicate the concerns of our local residents with the Minister of Education as well as those responsible at Chignecto Regional Education Centre. Thank you to all of the school bus drivers who were forced to drive the roads in poor conditions on Friday. Premier Houston did campaign on bringing back local school boards. With This has not happened yet and I do believe that local decision making would allow for decisions to be made here locally based on local road conditions and we'll be advocating for that in the spring session of the legislature. There was also quite a bit of damage to roads on the weekend due to flooding. I had reports of damage from Tidnish as well as Cons Mills roads and I did share those concerns with the local area manager. Other local road issues in includes concerns about the Tyndall Road and the continued use of sand versus salt and a letter was sent to the Minister of Environment sharing those concerns recently. I'm waiting to hear his response. A couple of weeks ago, the five-year capital plan was released and is available online. I'm continuing to have ongoing problems in the Wallace and Malagash area with roads and unfortunately this area is still under the management of Colchester instead of Cumberland County. I am continuing to advocate for changes there and asking the Minister of Public Works to place that uh, area back under the management of Cumberland County. It was placed under Colchester management around the year of 2012 is what I was told and I will continue to advocate for this to be placed back under the Cumberland County management. If you are concerned about any road conditions, you can contact my office at any time, 902-661-2288, and I will certainly share those concerns with area manager as well as the minister's office. If you have any road conditions, you can call the Operations Centre 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and that number is 1-844-696-7737. Seven seven three seven, and they do have someone manning that phone um, even through the night and they have the phone numbers for the local area managers around the province and can contact them in times of emergency road issues. I would like to extend birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone that's celebrating this week including today on January the 16th Marion Durling of Malagash is celebrating a birthday as well as Kathy White who owns a local flower shop.
Tuesday the 17th, Andy Fullerton, the chief of the Tidnish Bridge Fire Department, is celebrating a birthday, as well as Lisa Hoig. On Wednesday, Andy Mills, who's manager here of Local Community Services, is celebrating a birthday. Wonderful man, and wish him all the best on his birthday. On Thursday the 19th, Neil Hargraves is celebrating a birthday. On Friday the 20th, Andrew Wagstaff and Faras Latif. On Saturday, Merville Rushton and Jenny Siddle are celebrating. And anyone else that's celebrating this week, send you my best wishes. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Teresa Halfkenny. I was very sad to see that Teresa passed recently. I also would like to extend my sympathies to Lita Glendora Briggs family, Sydney Joseph Melanson, Donald Chase, Noreen Pettigrew, Wally Waldo Armour, as well as Walter Robinson. If there's anyone else that has passed recently, please accept my condolences. It is certainly my honor to serve you, the residents of Cumberland North, in the Nova Scotia Legislature. I will continue to push for changes in the weeks ahead, including improvements to local health care services, addressing access to affordable housing, and other measures to make life more affordable, as well helping our Cumberland area to realize its full economic potential. Please contact me anytime at 902-661-2288. My email address is elizabeth.smith-macrossan at novascotia.ca. My mission continues as your MLA to represent you as an independent MLA. I work for you, the people, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, honesty, and being a servant leader and empowering all people. Together, we will build on the strength of our veterans that came before us, stand firm on the four pillars of excellence in healthcare, affordability, caring for our Mother Earth, entrepreneurship, and our economy. Together, we embrace our diversity, our differences, strive for equity and inclusiveness, and celebrate our history and arts and culture of all of our people. Take care of yourselves and take care of others and always be outward focused. True joy comes from serving others. Take care and have a great week.